join the chorus. It's time for another North Melbourne Footy Club update with Dean Vasic and special guests on Hashtag Kangaroos. Welcome to another episode. My name is Dean Vasic. You can find me on Twitter at hashtag Kangas. So that was an intro to the song Hello Darkness My Old Friend, which is something we're very familiar with. And they always say you have to go through the darkness to see the light. And at the moment, that light is just so far away. It's a, it's pretty much a, a dot to us all at the moment. So after that performance on Saturday, that capitulation, uh, against uh, Brisbane Lions on Saturday night. Um, yeah, look, what do I say about that? Yeah, it was really just a poor performance uh, all round. Um, not many positives. So, yeah, what can you do about uh, yeah about that except for talk about it? So I brought on Frank the Tank Descalzo to talk about that. So, yeah, I just thought I'd put, throw that one in there. Um, yeah, like that was a bit of a Will Ferrell old school reference to Frank the Tank. Anyways, um, I won't hold you up anymore. We did go in an in-depth discussion, talk about the game Saturday night, where we're at as a football club. Uh, it was very deep. Um, yeah, a lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of, I guess, talk about uh, what happened and how it just capitulated. So, anyways, I won't hold you up anymore. I'll bring on Frank the Tank right now. All right, so I'm joined once again by Frank the Tank uh, Descalzo. Now, Frank, um, what are your thoughts on uh, the game on Saturday? You don't have to be too in-depth. We, we all watched it, but uh, give us your thoughts anyway. Well, Dean, uh, my short summary was up till about three-quarter time, I thought we were about where I expected us to be. Yeah. And then we just completely gave up at three-quarter time, which that's that's how I saw it anyway. Yeah, I'm a, yeah. It's a pretty it's a pretty simple summary, and um, yeah, it's a, it's a fair summary. It was just a complete capitulation in that last quarter. I think it was twenty nine inside fifties. I think they almost um, more than doubled our possession uh, tally in the last quarter. Nine goals, five to one. I think it was. It was just um, it was the debacle last quarter. And like you said, you probably half expected what the what the score was going to be at three quarter time. I was a bit you know like maybe I was a bit. Um, Ignorant uh, to the first two weeks, like there were signs there that this might happen. Based on yeah. that, I, was, I, I thought we might set ourselves up uh, for the Brisbane game and we might put in a good performance. But um, the game was effectively over after about I don't know first six seven minutes of the game, wasn't it? Well, that was that was the unbelievable thing, Dean. I went out for dinner and uh, got sort of caught, uh, you know, an extra ten minutes than what I'd planned to. And I got home about six minutes in. Yeah. And it was four goals to one point. And I, I thought, I'm, it must have started at 7.40. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and then I looked at it and I thought, no, no, we're, like, we, there's, we're four minutes into the game. And I just thought, geez, that's, um, that's a horrible start. And then it really didn't improve from there, unfortunately. No, no, that's right. You want to get off to – look, if you're playing a team like that away from home, 
Uh, you want to get off to yeah, at least a, a competitive start. Yeah, you know, fair enough. You might be a couple of goals down at quarter time, two or three goals, but to be four goals to one behind, like you said, you know, five five or six minutes into a game, it's pretty much you, you know it's going to be uh, a very tough climb uh, to come back from that. We did kick the next two goals, but then they kicked about the next four or something after that, yeah. and yeah, it was uh, it was just a procession uh, from then on. Um, look, we obviously had a few injuries. We you know to our midfield. Uh, Taron Thomas, LDU, coming out of the team. We obviously don't have Ben Cunnington, Jed Anderson uh, for different reasons, and Will Phelps uh, caught glandular fever. Yep. It's that's a lot of contested ball. Uh, do you see? Do you make that as an excuse? Um, look, it, I think I think you make it an excuse for the margin, but yeah. there was just a lot of um, really poor efforts. I thought, um, particularly in the last quarter, and even in parts of the first first half where. The guys that were on the ground just seemed to be willing to give up front position. Yeah. Um, the defenders seemed to sag off their opponents, almost inviting that kick. Yeah. And I just thought, yeah, look, I, I don't, I didn't expect the, the guys that we had out on the ground to, to, to compensate for those losses. But I just thought there was really basic things that we could have done to yeah. be a bit more competitive. And that was probably the disappointing thing was just that we didn't even do the basic stuff well. No, we lost. Uh, we lost the contested possessions. Uh, lost possessions in general by close to a hundred. Lost the tackle count somehow. We didn't even have the ball, and we we still lost the tackle count. Um, yeah. yeah, uncontested possession. They just outworked us. I think we had a pressure rating in the game of one hundred and sixty-four, which is the third lowest this year. So, I mean, yeah, you know, we pride ourselves on you know a, a hard, tough team. You know that uh, comes through adversity and. Um, we just haven't seen that. We didn't see any, you know, fight or anything from the players no. on the weekend. It was, yeah, basically like you said. No, last quarter it was just they just gave up. They put the queue in the rack, and yeah, it was almost, um, you just moving on to next week. But um, they still had another quarter to go, and you really, you know, you're setting a bad tone. And yeah, I mean, I mean, who who do you blame here? Do you blame the players, our coaches? I mean, there's only so many, so much the coach can do in a coach's box to send out messages, but. If the players aren't uh, executing, then you know it's it's got to come on them more than the coach. You would have to think, wouldn't you? Well, yeah, Dean, to to an extent, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, now, uh, David Noble's promised, um, you know, sort of retribution, and there'll be consequences for what happened. Um, yeah. How many how many times over the years from all coaches, not just from out yeah. of our club, have said that, and then you know, there's a one token omission. And it's effectively yeah. the same side. So, oh, look, I'm interested to see what his version of retribution is yeah. um, for that effort. Now, does he, does he drop six guys? Does he drop four? Uh, does he drop one? Mm. I think the time's come now for him to sort of really um, make a statement and just sort of along the lines of, look, I don't care how good you are or how experienced you are. We mm. need effort. Yeah. Yeah, and that's and that's the basic summary. You've summed it up really well. It's it's about effort, and yeah, he talked about uh, first game uh, in the practice match against Melbourne that it wasn't good enough, and yeah, there's going to be you know uh, not so much retribution, but there's going to be accountability for this and all that sort of thing. And then five weeks later, we put in a worse effort than than that yeah. in in a home and away game. We just really want to make it make a little bit of a statement that you're going in the right direction, um, and, and you're moving forward. But um, yeah, just um, there's there's a lot of talk at the moment. Like even David King sort of said, we're, we're sick of the talk. We just want to see um, action now. We, we don't want to hear words. 
So yeah, look, he's look. I mean, it comes down to everyone. Um, but at the end of the day, our reserves got done by over a hundred points as well. So I don't know how many changes you can make effectively if you don't have any other players in form coming from below and putting pressure on players. Uh, yeah, true. I guess Dean, it's a balance, isn't it? Now you know where um, you've got you've got your Jared Pollocks of the world returning ten disposals. Yeah. You know, do, is that what do you, are you happy to accept that, or do you roll the dice and bring a a goader in, um, yeah. or a Bergman in, and sort of go, look, he's not, he's probably we're probably putting him ahead earlier than we expected, hmm. but is, is his contribution going to be a lot worse than ten disposals? Yeah, you wouldn't think so. Um, well, I think I mean, he, got nine, he didn't even get he didn't even get ten. So <laughs> yeah, well there you go. So you sort of yeah. think, okay, we might be exposing a kid a little bit early, but you know, maybe, you know, we might be surprised. We might unearth another bloke that uh, all of a sudden, you know, in three years' time, he's an A grader and you sort of think, wow. Um, yeah. I, I just I just think there's certain players there at the moment that have either, we know what they're going to give us and it's not the required effort or they need to go back and have a, a spell to regain confidence. Yeah, I mean, Jared Pollock's an interesting one. I was going to talk about him later, but we might as well talk about him now. I mean, nine possessions... There was, yeah, like you talk about effort. I think he did one tackle. His pressure acts were like 13, which is well below par. Um, where's he at? Like, are we going to sit there and persist with him? I mean, he talked about retribution and he dropped Jaden Stevenson after round one, after a poor game and a poor preseason. I haven't seen enough from Jared Pollard to suggest that, you know, he's been in fantastic form um, and, you know, deserves a spot next week. Do you think he plays next week? I think he's checked out, Dean. Uh, yeah. To be honest, he just his his um, his body language, his effort. Um, you know, especially at the moment when we're bereft of senior uh, experience and bigger mm. bodies, you think this would be a chance for him to say, "Look, I want to play senior footy." You know, I, I can I can help you guys out. And he just, to me, seemed like a guy that almost was hoping the ball didn't come to him. Yeah, well, he well, didn't make it. It didn't look like he was making much of an effort to go get the ball. To be honest with you, um, look, we understand he's an outside player, and that's where his class is. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, you talk about effort, and when you're getting smashed like that, and you and you've got a bunch of young kids like um, in the midfield like Tom Powell who, who were getting slaughtered, and a number yeah. of other young guys like uh, Jason or Francis pretty much has to play in there, you know. Uh, a lot more than probably the club would like. They would yep. obviously like to ease him into it, but they, they've they kind of been forced to be hand a bit and they have to play him in the midfield a lot more than they would like. And, you know, someone like Jared Pollock, we want a bit more than what we're seeing. And, yeah, look, last week he was okay against West Coast. Didn't set the world on fire. Round one, uh, he, was, he, he was a late withdrawal, obviously, and pre-season was, was nothing special. But uh, yep. I don't know. He's got. It looks like uh, David Noble is, you know, probably... I don't know, it's a bit of a favourite son with him. I think he's given him more chances than he's probably deserved, to be honest with you. Last year wasn't great. Came into the pre-season in poor shape, apparently. This year he's obviously worked a little bit harder. But, you know, I mean, I, I, I haven't seen anything suggest that he's changed too much, to be honest with you. And, yeah, that's it's going to be interesting to see what happens with him going forward. He's still got another year left after this year. And the contract doesn't look good at the moment. But, yeah, look, we, I mean... We're hoping he can turn it around because there is talent there. But, yeah, I mean, I'm not too sure um, where his head's at. I'll talk about another senior player with you as well now. What do you make of Todd Goldstein? Like, he's obviously 
Oh, you understand he's getting phased out, but yeah, I mean, can you play him as a forward that goes in the pinch hits in the ruck? From what you're saying, I don't, I don't think you can. I just don't yeah. think he's a natural forward, and yeah. he's probably so set in his ways as a ruckman that. I mean, I guess if he was 21 or 22, you could try and develop him. But I think um, he's at that stage now where you're, you're trying to rewire him. And I, I don't mm. know that it's working. And, and then I guess that leads to the other conundrum that we've got, Dean, with, you know, Coleman Jones, Cherry. I think he was probably one of the few bright lights this year is that he really seems to have improved on last year. That's I'm not saying he's all Australian or anything, but yeah. he seems to have gone, you know, up a gear. Yeah. Um, so it really leaves us in a bit of a bind in that we kind of chased Coleman Jones as that because he wanted to play in the ruck and yeah. Goldstein isn't really working as a forward. So I really don't know what we do there. Yeah, I mean, do you think we we might even just give him a rest this week and might try Callum Coleman Jones? It was good last week in the results. I don't know how we went over the weekend. I, I should assume he struggled like everyone else. But, um, yeah, that's that's going to be interesting going forward, what they do there. With, I mean, like you said, Tristan Sherry's been too good. And he was good on the weekend. Like, he's probably one of our better players. He, yep. he got uh, he gave, gave his first uh, chance at clearances. And we won the hitouts. We won the clearances. So he probably played his part. Around the ground, he was okay. You know, try to, try to get in there and, you know, um, compete. But, yeah, I mean, with Todd Goldstein, he did look dangerous first round against Hawthorne. He kicked a couple of goals and he did look good in the air. And, and the weekend's not a good gauge for a forward. The, the delivery was abysmal, um, like not just to the forwards, but everywhere on the ground. So it's probably a bit harsh on him, but I'm just interested to see what they do with him going forward and, you know, where he's, where he's at. Like where whether, you know, he wants to be there. Um Right now um, is an interesting one. Whether he might even have regrets deep down that he hasn't uh, asked for a trade or anything like that. So, because at the moment I don't think he's, he doesn't look like he's enjoying his footy. Um, to be honest with you, and yeah, unfortunately he's uh, getting phased out by looks of it. But yeah, well, what, what can you do? We can't rely on him forever. We can't rely on him and Cunnington to win us games. We kind of got to get that uh, next tier to come through, I guess, and go from there. But um, did you see? Did you see any positives out of the game? Well, I, again, Dean, I thought Tristan Sherry's the. He looks to me like the kind of guy that needs more time in the ruck because every time I see him, he he's he seems to work that little bit harder. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, he, he's the kind of guy that looks like he wants to impose himself on the contest. You know, he doesn't yeah. mind hurting people if it if it if they get in his way. Yeah. Um, so I think he was a, he was a real positive. You touched yeah. on it before, mate. It, it's hard to rate any of the forwards at the moment with the way the ball's coming in. But I think Nick Lark, he's been, you know, yeah. he's been doing the best that he can with the delivery that we've given him. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and I think he's playing a bit. I, I, I would have thought as an opposition defender, when we come out of the centre line, you know exactly mm. where we're going every time. Yeah. Um, and I think he's done well to contribute what he's done so far this year. Um, yeah. And... Horn Francis again, yeah. you know, I, I think he looks really balanced. He's a, clearly a one-touch footballer. Um, yeah. You said it earlier; he's probably playing more midfield time than what the club wanted to. But yeah. you know, he seems like the kid that just has a desire to win the footy and the contest. So that that's good. And Lukey Mack's been, you know, carried on with with really good form. And then 
The others, mm. mate, I guess they've been patchy in times. Jai Simpkin was okay, but I thought he made some silly mistakes on the weekend. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's probably um, – I'd probably say Cherry's been um, the, the highlight. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's, he's definitely um, been a big improver for us this year. I thought Jaden Stevenson was good in the second half when he went in the midfield as well. I think he got 18 possessions. He got yep. 10 touches in the last quarter. I think it was pretty much um, – I think the next best was about five or six. So he, he certainly looked like a player that um, was more involved when he went in the midfield. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we can't rely on him uh, to be, a, you know, your ball winner. Um, yep. But, yeah, I, I mean, that, that's positive that he's actually getting his hands on his footy, on the footy as well. So, yeah, we, we kind of need him to step up. Um, he's had a sl- bit of a slow start. So the second half was a good sign. I thought Curtis Taylor was quite good as well. Actually, um, yeah, very good point, Dean. Uh, I forgot Curtis Taylor. I thought his best game by a mile. Yeah. I mean, he, he still did a couple of turnovers, but uh, he wasn't the only one. I'll, I'll talk oh, about yeah. that. Why are we, like, yeah, we're caught with... Conceded 80 uh, points on the weekend through uh, turnovers. Uh, first round, I think it was 58. Why are we – like, I, I, I don't remember the team – you know, I know we've uh, followed North Melbourne for a long time. We've seen some poor teams. But I don't remember a team being this poor, um, poorly skilled. Have you ever seen anything like this? Oh, look, I've seen some bad north sides over the years or bad yeah. losses. But I would have to say um, that as far as um, – uh, kicking efficiency and decision making, um, we're mm. at one of the lowest ebbs I can remember. Just um, uh, even some of the decisions that kind of come off or just come mm. off, you sort of think that was a horrible decision. We were just lucky that we got the favourable bounce, or yeah, um, yeah, they just seemed like they're, they're they're lacking confidence and certainly skill level. Yeah, I don't know what the. The, the sort of the tactic is coming out of half back, but to me it looks like they overuse it a little bit with that yeah. one too many handballs coming out of half back, yeah. and then it just really and as David Noble touched on, I'm not talking about the turnovers when you got a bloke you know right on your hammer about to bring you down. I'm I'm talking about like kickouts from full back yeah. uh, that, that go directly to the opposition or or a switch across half back that gets intercepted 30 metres out. And yeah. you just think that that's that's a like an unforced error. And we just make way too many of those. Yeah, uh, I couldn't agree more. And, yeah, look, it was a good point. Like, that first half, we overused the handball. I think we had uh, more handballs and kicks. We we did straighten up a bit in the third quarter, but, yeah, and, and towards the end of the second uh, quarter. But, yeah, just, yeah, we're overusing it at times. And some of the skill errors, like you said, it's, it's there's no one near them. Like, we take a little chip kick mark and then we just go back, uh, hit a target 20 metres out. But it, we don't hit it. It goes over their heads. Um, it's just yeah. ba- look, really basic skill errors. And I'm not so sure what they do at training, but surely there's skill work involved where you, where there's a bit of pressure on players to hit targets and so forth because at the moment it's... Yeah, I mean, it's not just one or two players. It's it, it's pretty much everyone in the team that's doing it. And I've never seen, yeah, a combination of everyone just um, missing targets like that. Like, um, yeah, it, it's I, I don't know. It must be an infectious infectious thing like COVID or something. But yeah, it's just um, it's it's really bizarre. And yeah, I, I can't remember a poorly skilled team as bad as this. To be honest with you, uh, and I've been following North Melbourne since the late eighties. So. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's really strange. I know the game's changed a lot, and the game's a lot quicker, and there's a lot more, you know, pressure to make quicker decisions. Yeah. But still, like basic skills, like chip kicks to 
plays 20 metres away shouldn't be that hard. And uh, I'm a bit, uh, yeah, I'm a bit taken back. Do you think, like, I know it's a small sample size. Uh, we'll talk about that uh, after the first three games. Do you think we've gone backwards from what you've seen from last year? No, oh, absolutely, Dean. Yeah, I, I saw red flags in the preseason with the Melbourne game. Uh, I know at the time um, when I watched that game, a couple of friends of mine are Melbourne supporters and they were sort of saying, oh, look, mate, we had a pretty strong team in there and stuff like that. But there was just yeah. some danger signs that I saw that kind of made me think, this reminds me a lot of that Bulldogs Good Friday game from the previous yeah, year. Yeah, very similar, yeah. And then, yeah, and then the Sydney game, there were some awful patches there where we were just uncompetitive. And I just thought, okay, look, they're practice games. Mm. Um, but, yeah, absolutely, mate. At, at round three, I think we have definitely gone backwards on, on the second half of last year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you could sort of see second half of last year. There was, uh, we were showing signs of improvement and that we were um, – you could sort of see where we wanted to go. Like, you could sort of see a yeah. vision. Um but that vision is very blurred at the moment. I can't see anything at the moment. And I, yeah, do you see? I, I'm not even too sure what the identity of this team is at the moment. It's yeah, you know, like you sort of see Hawthorne, um, yeah, you know, young team, yeah, you know, young real, real rebuilding team like Adelaide Crows. We were sort of we showed that last year. We're rebuilding. We're trying to find a brand. And then this year, I, I, I don't know what this. You know, we're not a hard tough team at the moment. We look a bit, you know. We look a bit soft, um, trying to become a bit of an outside team. And, yeah, I mean, trying to become quicker, obviously. Um, yep. you know, are, are we rebuilding? I'm not too sure. I think um, you can only use that for so long. So I'm really try- trying to uh, – stru- I'm really struggling to find an identity for this team. Can you see one? Look, probably on last year, Dean, there was clearly that we were trying to move the ball quickly through the corridor. Yeah. Um, and and get it into the forward line quickly. And we've moved completely away from that this year. The ball movement out of half-back has been really tedious and slow. Gets yeah. to half-back, and it's a long kick down the line that gets knocked over or intercepted. So the game plan looks completely different to last year, at least. Now, that could be – you know, is that confidence? Because the guys at, at half-back don't have the – the confidence to run and gun and, and, and go through the middle? Um, is it because of the personnel that's available at the moment? It, it's hard to tell, but they strike me as a side that's got absolutely no confidence in their in their ability to move the ball quickly. Yeah. It's, it's a bit strange. They sometimes want to move it quick and sometimes they, they don't move it quick. I think the players are a bit confused to the message on occasions. I mean... We want to give it to Aaron Hall as much as possible to give us a run and rebound, but he's pretty much the only one that gives it to us at the moment. I mean, look, McDonald tries. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah Aiden Core tries. But, oh, I mean, the defence was pretty ordinary on the weekend as well. It's, yeah, yeah. That, like I, I think Troy Makepeace uh, quite, uh, said a great tweet that, uh, you know, they'd get a quick centre clearance and there'd be no no players within six metres of his opponent. And yeah. you wonder how, that, how that's possible. Surely you put an arm on your opponent when there's a you know, centre bounce and, you know, keep an eye on him, but I don't know what it was, whether they were zoning off or not showing enough respect. You know, Charles Cameron, luckily he didn't kick straight for the first three quarters. I think he had two goals, six, but, you know, he's taken a lot of marks that would, you know, pretty easy. Uh, I think they took over 25 marks inside 50. I, I know that can be a lot through uh, things that are happening up the ground, but still that's, um, you know, some of it's got to come down to defenders as well. Would you agree with that? Oh, Dean, and, and have a look back at some of the footage of the amount of times our defenders got just U-turned 
you know, yeah. you know the the the, the, Lions, the Brisbane Lions guys just did a, a mandatory U-turn and we fell over. Or that one that Charlie Cameron, I think, kicked where Luke McDonald crashed into, I think, Ben McKay. And yeah. it was a, a two-on-one, almost a three-on-one, and they collided. And all he did was a, a, a bog-standard U-turn out of the pocket. Yeah. And the amount of times I saw our guys get sucked into that sort of U-turn and just stick an arm out, and uh, yeah. I, I just it just uh, mate, I think the whole thing got summed up in those in those dying minutes when um, Jared Lyons took that mark at fifty, and Aaron Hall stood on the mark and and looked at the umpire and argued with him. And Jared yeah. Lyons played on and basically ran past him and 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 kicked that goal from from forty five out. Yeah. I thought that kind of summed up where our defenders are at the moment. Just they're not switched on, and and they seem to be happy to give their forwards that five meters, yeah. uh, and and hope that they can run them down. And the Brisbane Lions just were too good. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it doesn't cut. I mean, we we don't mean to single them out like all the defenders, but uh, yeah, it was just a lot of easy easy marks. Like Joe Danaher looked like he had a fair bit of space, and, and it wasn't hard work. Like there's one. Um, yeah, like Joe Danaher, I think Josh Walker was on Joe Danaher and he was leading to the pocket and Joe, you know, and then he led, you know, doubled back uh, to the top of the square and Josh Walker was just two steps behind him and gave him a pretty easy mark, you know, from about, you know, 15 out. Uh, like, oh, I don't mean a single Josh Walker out, but there was just a lot of like that. And, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was really bizarre. There was, yeah, just the lack of concentration. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a lot easier to play defence then as a forward, um, so I guess, oh yeah, I, yeah. I guess Go on. Dean, like like you said, um, not trying to single out. It could just be that wave after wave of easy ball movement coming through the middle of the ground. The defenders get to the point where they go, "Look, mate, yeah, this is killing us." You know, yeah. and um, so yeah, you you, you got to suggest that it wasn't like we were winning a ton of ball in the middle. Uh, all that Brisbane were just pumping the ball long under pressure. They they were walking that ball through the middle of the ground. So, yeah. you know, when I say that um, some of those players look like they just, they had lost their effort in the last quarter, maybe they had just given everything they had. And because yeah. the pressure was just not there, they, you know, kind of waved the white flag. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, and that's that's really disappointing. You, and you're probably right. I think you, you you pretty much hit the nail on the head there. That um, yeah, it was just yeah. I just don't yeah. I can't look. Well, we accept a lot of things as North supporters. Yeah, I remember in the '90s when uh, Kerry was injured for you know periods of the year, we'd still find a way to not only compete but win games as well. Yeah, you know, I mean, a lot of people did say that uh, we were just a one-man band, but we still found a lot of ways. You know, there's there's seasons where Kerry missed half a year, and we still found ways to win games, and you know, be more than competitive. And just yeah, at the moment, it's just um, we're becoming uh, too easy to beat. You know, like uh, you know, the Hawk. I mean, I know it's only one game, but even you know, the Melbourne game in the practice match was quite easy. The, the Sydney game, we never really gave you up in the practice match. Hawthorne, we had our chances, and then yeah, we sort of um, yeah, just just threw that away in the end. Like usually, when you know, I mean, I, I don't mean to go back too far, but you know, I, I remember the days even under Dean Laidley. You know, we, we, if we were twenty points up, it would be very hard to beat from there, and. Um, you know, round one is just, uh, you know, they got back into the game far too easy. I know the game's very different from 15 years ago. And then, um, you know, last year we had the Good Friday debacle where we lost by 21 goals. And, 
you know, and and this year we've lost another game by 100 points. And, yeah, it's I'm just, yeah, there's a bit of concern, that's all. And, um, you know, the honeymoon period's definitely over for David Noble. And, yeah, we, we wanted to see improvement. And, yeah, I know, I know it's only one week, but, yeah, even the first couple of games we've sort of... Uh, we haven't shown signs of that, you know, that we're, that we're progressing, and um, there's definitely uh, more questions than answers at the moment. So, yeah, well, um, we're obviously going to find out more this week as well. So, uh, I mean, we'll go to this week. Um, do you expect a bit of a response this week as well, or do you, do you see another uh, shellacking? Look, Dana, I, 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 I'm seeing a loss, but I'd be yeah. I'd be more than satisfied if we were, if we got within 30 points at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, provided that was driven by effort and contested footy. Um, I, I can't see us beating the Swans. And if Ben McKay doesn't get up uh, to play on Franklin, um, then, you know, heaven help us. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I just want to see more effort, more contested footy. I don't care if it's an ugly game of stoppages. Uh, I just don't want to see this outside run that we saw on Saturday night where the ball clears the, the congestion and then it's just four or five Brisbane players linking up through the middle of the ground. Yeah, yeah, and quite quite easily as well with uh, pretty much witches hats around them. It was almost yeah. a training drill for them. I, I think even their training drills would have been probably harder than some of the some of the stuff that we'll show. So, yeah, it's it's yeah. obviously really disappointing. And, and like you said, I, I expect some sort of response. I, yeah, we want to see the pressure rating uh, for the game better than 164. Oh yeah, you want to win the tackle count. I don't. I don't think you know that. That's too hard. Yeah, we've got some you know uh, hard contested players in there like Hugh Greenwood um, and so forth. Oh well, I suppose we're missing a few, but yeah, yeah. If you can win, like if you can get close to contested possessions against most teams, you'll put in a competitive performance. So yeah, I think there's only been during the course of the year there's been five teams that lost contested possessions that um, have have won a game. So, yeah, if you win the contested possessions, you go a long way to winning, but you're probably going to be more than competitive, and that's got to be the focus uh, yep. this week around. So, yeah, um, I'll leave you the last one. Uh, what changes as far as personnel do you expect to see this week? If, if, uh, if... Well, yeah, that's, I guess that comes down to what mood David Noble's in, doesn't it? Does he, <laughs> yeah. does he really... Does he really you know, swing the axe and get rid of, you know, uh, Bailey Scott has kind of, you know, he's kind of just treading water. Um, You know, uh, Polak didn't, didn't do a hell of a lot. Um, You know, so does he, does he bring in, um, you know, Charlie Lazaro again? Um, Does he bring in Goda? Does, um, does Curtis Taylor get a go? Sorry, um, Paul Curtis. Uh, Does he get a go? Um, you know, so it. Re- I guess it really depends on what kind of mood he's in. It, it could be anything from five changes to to, to one. But um, yeah, I'd like to see a couple of changes, even if they're just like the Jaden Stevenson one, where it was more of a message. So mm. if he, you know, if he, if he had a surprise one that people sort of went, oh wow, that that uh, I'm surprised he's been dropped, just to send a message to the group that. Okay, we're missing some personnel, but just you can't just accept that you're going to be in the best twenty-two week in, week out. 
Yeah, yeah. No, that's exactly right. And we, we, we kind of want to stand for something that we don't accept these sort of performances. And, you know, we, we want to, you know, we, we want to show that uh, we're going in the right direction. So, yeah, no, yeah. it's, yeah, I mean, like you said, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting uh, selection battle this week. I mean, you've got Callum Coleman-Jones. Um, maybe maybe they might give Goldstein a rest. I'm not too sure. Yeah. You know, another interstate trip for a 34-year-old. Maybe it's just better if he sort of uh, stays home and we'll try Callum Coleman-Jones um, yep. this week against the Swans. That might be an option. Uh, I'm, yeah, LDU comes back into the team, so that gives us another midfielder, which is good. Uh, yep. so, yeah, we kind of need that. So, yeah, he, he's pretty important. And, yeah, look, uh, yeah, it's anyone's guess from there on. Like, you, you did say Ben Mackay. Hopefully he can get up. Uh, it's a cork fly. I don't know how bad it is or anything like that. Yep. So hopefully he can get up. But, um, yeah, it's going to be very interesting. And, yeah, hopefully we can get some sort of response, uh, you know, more as a collective team unit rather than uh, – Individual players. Um, yeah. Yeah, hopefully, we can uh, get twenty-two players that um, yeah really put their body in a line and play for the jumper this week. That's that's the most important thing. We don't expect to win. I mean, I don't expect to beat the Swans. They're, they're they'll be right up there at the end of the season. So yeah, yeah. going for the yeah the top four, top six finish. But we expect a bit of a bit of bit more of a competitive effort. So yeah, we'll, uh... yeah, absolutely, mate. That's um, I, I'm I'm never happy to lose, but don't coming yeah. from where we were on Saturday night. Like you, I just want to see a contested game of uh, of tackling and, and at least make the Swans come off the ground um, thinking, oh, we've, we, we played a game of footy. Because I reckon there'd be a lot of Brisbane guys on Saturday night that would have gone, look, I don't even need an ice bath. Yeah, yeah. I was, yeah, it was pretty much a walk in a park. And, yeah, I remember when uh, Ray Shaw first came to the club and um, he, he tried to make us a really defensive, contested team. And, you know, there some teams saying that we were the toughest team in the competition, like Collingwood. Yeah, we were bullying teams back then, and yeah, you, know, you, you want to see that you know, bit of shinbone, yep. you know, this week, and uh, hopefully we can get a response from twenty-two individuals, you know, and hopefully we can get you know players step up like a Jared Pollock if he gets another opportunity to actually you know puts in a real big effort, whether it's gut running or you know putting his body in the line on occasions like backing into packs. Um, yeah, I mean he's never going to be you know a tough player, but uh, yeah, yeah, we we want to see more than you know he would have run about five k's on the weekend, so. Yeah, which yeah, is not correct. enough for wingman. So yeah, we're hoping we can get a bit of a bit more of a response. Uh, yeah. Anyways, Frank, did you want to add anything else? No, mate. Just uh, let's um, uh, collectively uh, take a deep breath and hope that uh, the next time we chat, or even on the weekend, that uh, the boys can can uh, do us proud. And uh, yep, let's uh, let's see what happens. Yeah, well, they say a week's a long time in football, so hopefully. Um, yeah, it, it's going to be a long week just uh, having that 108-point uh, flogging over your head. So hopefully these players can, uh, you know, um, yeah, wear the jumper with pride this week and give us a really good performance. So, yeah, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll see how we go. Anyways, Frank, uh, thanks very much. It was very therapeutic talking about this. It's good to open up and uh, <laughs> share our feelings. So, yeah, no, I really appreciate you coming on the show. No worries, mate. Keep up the good work, Dean. Thanks, Frank. I really appreciate it. Good on you, mate. No, see you, mate. So, so thanks to Frank for coming on the show and sharing that uh, little therapy session. Um, yeah, I don't mean to be reactionary, but yeah, you know, that based on one week. But yeah, I'd be lying to say that. Um, yeah, I didn't see this coming. Yeah, maybe I deluded myself into thinking that I didn't see this coming. You know, I mean, there were signs there. Last week wasn't wasn't exactly a great performance. 
And yeah, you know, I thought Haw- you know, I thought Hawthorne the round one loss was probably not as bad as I thought. But yeah, you know, like last week we had a couple of injuries playing against you know a, a COVID ravaged West Coast team. So I thought, yeah, I could sort of get behind that not being you know so convincing and you know getting over the line. And then we can start fresh uh, against Brisbane Lions. But um, yeah, I mean deep down I was kind of seeing something like I thought something like this might might happen. And yeah, it, it really came to fall came to yeah. Yeah, to the fort basically. So, yeah, obviously, um, there's not much we can do about it now. And yeah, that's it for for today's show. I will be back later this week with another show. Um, I'll get someone else on. We'll probably do a bit more of a therapy session, and then we'll see how uh, we'll talk about the game get, uh, going forward against the Sydney Swans on the weekend this week. Uh, so don't forget to like, subscribe to the show. I really appreciate all the comments uh, you guys are sending in. Sorry I can't get back to them all. I, 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 I try and read them, but um, you know, life gets busy and you know, sometimes it just gets too much and I can't look at them all. But um, I'm glad you're all interacting and chatting to each other and sharing um, you know, your, your own therapy session. And um, yeah, I mean... If if yeah, we don't all want to be negative, and we yeah, I've got no doubt that most of us want to see see success, and you know, we we want to see us um, really going forward in the right direction. And uh, last uh, Saturday night has uh, thrown a bit of a curveball to that. So yeah, no, I'm really glad that uh, you guys are commenting and uh, chatting and and so forth. And I really appreciate all the retweets and everything you do to help out the show. Uh, I even got. Um, Oh, geez, someone sent me, um, you know, logos as well for the show. Uh, so that was, yeah, that was really good. So yeah, there's a new logo on the podcast platform now. So instead of Flynn Perez, which I had previously, I've got a new one, which looks really cool. And yeah, I'll make sure I remember your name um, when I shout you out uh, for the next show. Um, but that's it for, for this this show. Um, yeah, like I said, I'll be back later in the week. I'll get someone else on, have a bit more of a therapy session, and yeah, we'll go from there. Anyways, today I will leave a shout-out to Anthony Dwyer. Bye for now.